Are you recording now? Recording. <laughs> this is gonna sound weird. Things are about to get weird. Just get to the murder. Also, you know, I, I, I walked around my neighborhood with the leaves changing and listened to some Fleetwood Mac. Did you? <laughs> and pretended I was a main character in my life. Oh, God. Um, but then um, I started walking and I was like, oh, it's getting kind of getting kind of dark, you know. I'm hitting that, that female curfew. Fuck that. Female curfew is at dusk. <laughs> is that Unfortunately. dusk? I was like, I gotta go. So I rented uh, one of those Lime scooters and because i was like oh this will be i was like one this might be kind of fun i was like two you know it'll it'll help me get back because i was like a mile or so from my house uh but those bitches book okay i say no my luck i get on the damn lime scooter and i'd fall off of it and then i'd be hurt in the middle of the street and then somebody would say hi man do you need some help and I'd have to say yes, because I'm laid out in the street, and then it turns out it's Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Damn it. You didn't know based off the way he looked? No, I didn't. He had a mask on. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, yeah, but uh, those things, I mean, they only go like five miles per hour, but when you're used to going, what, like, walking is like, what, one mile per hour normally? Half a mile. Half a mile. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, why are we going so fucking fast? Lord, that bitch's book. Look. Look. Like I said, I've never rode one. I don't plan on it. Too fucking scared. Uh, We're recording. We got your spooky encounter (laughs) on tape. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) You're not so spooky encounter because you got your ass back to the house. Got my ass back in the house. (laughs) Thank God. I mean, my house is kind of spooky. It is very spooky. It is very spooky. For those of you who don't know, I live in... Oh, well, I currently, for, like, the next, like, what, like, 24 hours-ish, um, I live in what used to be one big house, and then they basically put a wall in between it, so now it's a duplex. Um, but it's... I mean, this house is easily at least 100 years old. Oh, yeah. It's very spooky, as in 10 minutes ago, I just got locked in the goddamn bathroom. <laughs> I thought I was going to be in there forever. And it's one of those things you're like, is this just old architecture that's kind of spooky with creaks, or is it a ghost? It could, it could be a ghost. It could be. Um, But either way, I'm moving this week, so goodbye we moving up in the world we moving up in the world and by up in the world i mean literally up because we're gonna be on like the fourth or fifth floor at this new apartment uh, <laughs> also we were supposed to do a ouija board in here before you moved out well <laughs> the lease doesn't end till the 15th so we'll just we'll we have, have time we'll have to when come it's back. empty we'll come back we'll come and back do a do a thing i do a thing and so we can haunt my fuck-ass neighbors <laughs> um if you were wondering this is a podcast that's why we're speaking to you um it's called this is gonna sound weird that person sitting over there that you can't see is Sydney. Mm-hmm. And that other person that is sitting across from me that you also can't see, unless you, for whatever reason, can, is Ooh. Taylor. Uh, <laughs> and this week's theme is Haunted Hotels. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So spooky. I bet you there's a lot of seances done in those hotels. Oh, for, in mine? For sure. I actually did my um, story on the Tipton Hotel. Um, so we got Zach and Cody in that one episode. <laughs> in that one episode where the hairbrush breaks yes. the, is it the mirror or the picture? I think it's the mirror. That episode scared me as a child. Mm. If you don't know what we're talking about, get Disney Plus. Watch this We Laugh with Zach and Cody. If you didn't watch it as a child, you're really missing now. <laughs> yeah. You probably also just watch clips on YouTube. Yeah, either, you definitely could. Either way, a spooky show indeed true i feel like you know disney didn't have to go as hard as they did on that episode but honestly in some of their halloween movies they they went entirely too hard too hard too hard one of my favorites is don't look under the bed and i've been told by many people that that like made them not be able to sleep i just picture that at disney headquarters they have like spooky bitches just like sitting in the back and then when it comes their time they just go fucking ham (laughs) like we're gonna do this 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 the spooky bitch is wearing and all people, black. People have to remind them, and this has to be PG. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, hey, Disney, um, I'm a fan. If, <laughs> if you need a spooky bitch, I am your bitch. I'm a good amount of Disney adult mixed with spooky, <laughs> spooky bitch. So um, my number is beep, 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 Add me on LinkedIn. <laughs> and I will be your lawyer. So that when you put out a spooky show that's way too spooky, I can defend you in court when a child gets um, 
emotional distress and won't uh, sleep. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. But, you know, let's maybe get into the... Let's get into the spookiness of my story. Okay. You went last week, so I, I'm going to go this week. Fuck Fine, you. Do it. <laughs> Fucking do it. Fucking do it. I dare you, bitch. I triple talk dare you to do it. Whoa. All right. So for my story this week, I'm doing it on the Stanley Hotel. Have you ever heard of her? Mm-mm. No, actually, yes, I have. I was going to say. No, I haven't. What? Yes, I have. don't know. Yeah, I have. I think. Well, let me just. Stephen King, question mark. Indeed. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Confirmed. Okay, so. My sources, nightlyspirits.com, the Stanley Hotel website, okay. ABC Action News, outhercolorado.com. <laughs> she did finger guns when she said out, <laughs> out here. Out here, Colorado, <laughs> pew, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> it makes me think of, like, country western people. <laughs> and then Wikipedia. So, a little bit of background on the hotel. Freeland Oscar Stanley was born June 1st, 1849. He was an American inventor who developed photographic plates. Um, someone's stealing a car down the street. I don't know if you can hear that alarm. Um, so he developed photographic plates as well as the Stanley Practical Drawing Set. But he's most notably known for um, him and his twin brother created the Stanley Motor Carriage Company with their stanley steamer reaching a top speed of 127 miles per hour making it the fastest vehicle on earth at the time which made stanley a millionaire and before you ask i have no idea if the stanley steamer car vacuum is has anything to do with stanley steamer get your home cleaner Uh, that's exactly what i was i don't know know. (laughs) okay because i because when you were talking about it i was like thinking oh vacuums and then you were like car and i was like wait a damn minute (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know but uh possibly couldn't say but now in 1903 stanley was diagnosed with tuberculosis and was given only six months to live eat so uh in order to make his remaining time more comfortable him and his wife journeyed to the rocky mountains with hopes that the fresh air would do him some good uh, which at the time, I believe turkey b- tuberculosis was um, nicknamed or was known as, like, bad air. Like, I think it means bad air. Yeah. So, yeah, and I know that people would, like, go into the country. I don't... To get some good air. Yeah. That's why you come up to the mountains, baby. Baby. It's that higher altitude. That nasty old city. New York City? No. No. <laughs> also, tuberculosis is called consumption. Yes. Which... I literally just listened to a podcast all about it, but I don't exactly remember. In that podcast, they thought that tuberculosis was caused by vampires, so. I don't don't really make much sense to me. I don't know. Maybe, but I I didn't see that in my research. Um, So, well, the fresh air evidently did him more than a little good because Stanley was able to recover and actually ended up living to the ripe age of 91. Oh, shit. You need some of that good... He got some of the great air. Great air. <laughs> um, and him and his family made it a habit to return to the Estates Park area of Colorado every summer. Um, four years later, in 1907, Stanley decided to return to the area of Estates Park um, and turn it into a resort town. Mm. At the time, there wasn't really anything going on. Um, The existing accommodations were pretty rugged. You know, a lot of people just went out there to, like, hunt, fish, camp. Mm -hmm. So Stanley seeked to modernize the area and began construction on the Stanley Hotel, or Hotel Stanley. Okay. So he built a hydroelectric plant up in the mountains so that the hotel could be all electric. Very fancy at the time. Fancy. Um, and by 1909, the main hotel was complete. It included a concert hall, carriage house, as well as a smaller bed and breakfast, originally called Stanley Manor, and every room had a phone. Wow. wow. <laughs> That's fancy right there. But at the same time, I'm like, which I guess if you stay there, you're fancy. Because I'm like, I feel like back in the day, you may have a phone, but who are you going to talk to? And it makes me think, though, because this was like a summer resort, it kind of reminds me of how people used to go to the Catskills yes. in the summer, and they might stay for several weeks at a time or True. months. So I, I would think that, you know, it would be that same energy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the hotel was meant to be a summer resort, as I just stated. Um, therefore, there was no heat uh, only air conditioning. Okay. Uh, interesting, but... Uh, and the okay. heat wasn't installed until 1979. 
So, like, in the winter, like, nobody was there at all? They closed for the winter. Okay. So, basically, they just opened for the summer, um, and then they would close, and then they would, I guess they would just, like, reopen in the spring. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of like how water parks do. Hell yeah. Um, but... The hotel did very well for several years, but starting in the 1970s, it began to experience a bit of a downfall. Throughout the years, it gained more competitors, and the amenities that once made the Stanley appear very grand now seem pretty basic, you know? I mean... Basic bitch. Basic, you know? In the early 1900s, air conditioning and and phones? Oh my goodness. Is this the Ritz-Carlton? <laughs> but, you know, now it's... that. Shit, a fucking yeah. a Motel 6 has air conditioning and, <laughs> a <phone. laughs> and a phone. Um, and then the hotel had also gained a reputation of being haunted, which at the time was not a selling point like it is today. Yeah, yeah which also I'm like, if I'm going out in the middle of the freaking mountains, I don't want to go to a haunted ass hotel. Especially if like, that's where you're like, that is the event is the hotel. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I mean, obviously, in Colorado, they had, like, a lot of outdoor things for you to do, but, like... Come on now. There was no... Who's, who wants to go walking? There was no movie theater. No, you couldn't. Who wants to go walking? Who wants to go Just kidding. I actually do enjoy hiking, and that's why I'm living in Raleigh's shit. So. Now, today, the Stanley Hotel has been called the Disneyland for Ghost, and reports of ghostly activity have been made in nearly every room of this vast hotel. Uh, Guests have reported hearing creepy laughter and seeing lights flicker or shadowy figures walking through. Some guests have also uh, witnessed items move on their own, and members of the housekeeping staff have stated the ghosts hate vacuums. God, are they dogs? <laughs> <laughs> and whenever vacuums are used, they have some sort of malfunction, so they'll, like, turn off by themselves, or the plug will just fly out of the wall. Oh, God. You know, whatever it is. It will be so annoying. You're, like, trying to vacuum, and the damn plug keeps coming out. I think I'm just... That's why you can't check in till 3 o'clock, because... you got to keep plugging in that damn vacuum. The housekeeper's been dealing with so much bullshit. You should get one of those tiny handheld vacuums at that point, I guess. Which I, I guess the ghost can just turn it off, or... Make it explode. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, so, in the 1970s, business was steadily declining, uh, and there was talk of the resort being demolished. Uh, that was until 1974, when a little-known writer named Stephen King visited the hotel with his mm. wife. At the time, Stephen had only written one novel, which was Carrie, so he was by no means a celebrity. He was working on his next novel, Dark Shine, and was having a bit of writer's block, so locals recommended he stay in the area so that he had a better understanding of the isolation, like, mm-hmm. of that town. Because, I mean, it was in the middle of the mountains, and especially yeah. in the winter, like, it was a ghost town. Ugh. So, his plan was just to go, you know, kind of get the vibes, and then oh, be able yeah. to write. Well, I don't like the vibes that he got from that place, <laughs> based on... <laughs> based on what I heard. I'm gonna have to decline. Oh, yeah, no. The night they checked in, they were the only people staying in the resort. Mm-mm. No, thank uh, you. Because it was closing for the season the following day. Okay, well. Which, I guess that maybe have been his... His point. His point, yeah. Um, so, they ate in an empty dining room. Which normally, like, you would go, and it would, they'd have, like, grand piano, and people would be laughing, and they might have, like, some sort of entertainment, but no, shit was empty as hell. Look, they had to have amazing service, right? <laughs> <laughs> have, like, ten waiters be like, sir, can I get you some more? More, please? More shrimps, please? That's, like, when we went on our cruise <laughs> back in March, um, there was, because, like, what was our, our boat was, like, literally half. Yeah, it was full. at half capacity. It was at half capacity. So, our waiters were used to having, like, ten tables to look over, and I think they had two. Yeah. It was us and then this other family. They pretty much held us hostage. Yeah, so, our waiters <laughs> would come over and be like, is there anything at all that I can help you with? They were trying to shove shrimp down Brandon's throat. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here fucking starving, and he was like, not offering me some shrimp. And I was like, bitch, you think four shrimp's enough? But you know what? I don't want any more because now I'm just insulted. 
And they would be like, the second you would take a drink, they would have that shit refilled. They brought, the one night they brought Brandon just endless beers. Look, all I gotta say is, there's a Mexican restaurant in my hometown, same thing. You go at three o'clock, like, on a, on a random day, oh my god, they would just like stand behind your booth. You take one sip of water, and they're like pouring some more water in there, and I'm like, can you just like, please leave, sir? Can you just, like, give me a fucking minute? So, you know, Stephen and his wife, they really got that isolated feeling they were <laughs> looking for. They stayed in the now-famous room 217. There, he gained his inspiration for his novel, The Shining. Dun, dun, dun. Now, I know what you're thinking. What's so special about room 217? Well, I'm gonna tell you. Okay. In 1911, there was a big summer storm, so the head housekeeper was going room to room and lighting candles and lanterns. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Miss Wilson, the head housekeeper, was in room 217 lighting a lantern when there was an explosion. Oh, no. And Miss Wilson was blasted through the floor. <laughs> oh, no. oh, Lord. She, she was blasted through the floor into... It's <laughs> not funny. Into the McGregor dining room below. <laughs> oh, no. no. Were there people in there? I don't think so. I didn't see that. But you'll be happy to know she survived. Okay, thank God. With no, I only, don't feel so bad. With only broken ankles, which is, like, <laughs> insane. She ankles? Like, like I mean, just, like, insane to me. She was blasted <laughs> through the floor. I mean, okay, the only thing I can think is maybe the ceiling was kind of shitty. Low. Look, Brandon Brandon has fallen through the ceiling of somebody's house before at his work. He didn't hit the floor though, but it did cause some bruising, some very bad bruising, but you know, he didn't die. He did ruin that just ceiling. <laughs> and she requested him to never come back to that fat ass. <laughs> Honestly, he sent me a picture. It was in the bathroom. The hole was, like, huge. Brandon's a... He's not... He, you know, he's an average-sized man. He's not, like, the skinniest man. So the hole he made in this girl's ceiling... Oh, my God. Well, maybe she need to get her ceiling inspected. Well, it's actually his fault. Because apparently when you're an addict, there's parts you're not supposed to step. Oh, yeah. And he kind of tripped. And so he stepped on the part you're not supposed to. And he just went through it. Damn it. <laughs> Did he fix what he needed to fix? Uh, no, I think he left because his company <laughs> made him go to the hospital. He was so embarrassed. Yes. Oh, anyways. So she survived. Okay, uh, good. But then, you know, at the end of her life, I guess she decided to return to the Stanley Hotel uh, to take care of the property in the afterlife. So guys who stay in room 217 have reported their items have been moved, their luggage is unpacked, and lighting and lights being turned on and off. Okay, so no um, phantom explosions. (laughs) Thank God. She doesn't just open up a portal in the hole and shoot you through it. (laughs) Thank God. I feel like the hotel's liability insurance would have to be. Yeah, they would just have to close out that room. Uh, evidently, Miss Wilson uh, was also very old-fashioned. Therefore, whenever unmarried couples stay in the room <laughs> and sleep in the same bed, they find a cold force coming between them. Uh, and when they wake up in the morning, the man's luggage is packed and sitting by the door. Damn, She said, bitch. you ain't gotta go home, but you gotta get the hell out of here. Damn, so judgmental. Also, do you think it's just, like, her body just, like, lying in between you and the bed? Oh, <laughs> I just picture her, like, you know, I'm just gonna have to just lay my body here so they won't touch each other. <laughs> Gotta keep, like, keeping Jesus between them, but, like, keeping Miss Wilson between them. Jesus is up in heaven going, Miss Wilson, just leave them alone. God, just leave them alone. She's like, I can't. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't. I'm just I gonna have to lay it. here. I'm gonna have to lay here all night long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, evidently, Jim Carrey also stayed in room 217 <laughs> when filming... Uh, the, his movie Dumb and Dumber. Okay. Um, because they were actually filming at the Stanley Hotel. Okay. And he got so freaked out in the middle of the night that he ran out of his room half naked. Honestly, I feel like if I saw Jim Carrey running down the hallway half naked, I'd be like, seems about right. Seems about right. He's a goofy, he's a goofy guy. <laughs> he's a goofy goober. I'd be like, oh my god, so funny. He's so funny taking pictures. He's like, I'm just fucking scared. So... 
Now, there's a lot of paranormal activity through the hotel, so I'm going to go, I might go through this next little bit, a little bit quickly. If you want any more information on some of these, Google it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I just don't want this episode to be seven years long. So, guests reported experiencing high levels of paranormal activity while on the hotel's main staircase, which has been nicknamed the Vortex, due to it being a sort of portal for hope ghost visiting the hotel to enter through no thank you (laughs) many people have reported feeling dizzy while on the stairs and cameras have been able to pick up orbs on Mm. the stairs uh they are there's also many reports that mr and mrs stanley have been seen standing hand in hand watching over the management of the hotel because you know it's like in the main lobby so they can really see you know, are they providing the best customer service possible? Probably you know, not. You know what I mean? The fifteen-year-old carrying the luggage, he don't give a fuck. He don't give a fuck. They're like, they're like, this place has really gone to shit since <laughs> I left. <laughs> so, the hotel's concert hall was built as a gift for Mrs. Stanley, and her ghost has been known to play the piano throughout the night. No, thank you. That's like, terrible. Keep that shit down. Shut the hell up. I'm trying to get some <laughs> sleep. <laughs> But Mrs. Stanley is not alone in the concert hall. A gentleman by the name of Paul, who is a hotel's former employee, has been known to still enforce the hotel's 11 p.m. curfew. Thank God. Somebody's out here trying to get us to sleep. <laughs> so, I guess, the, you know, back in the day, they wanted you to go to fuck to bed. They, you know. Can't they be were partying. Can't be partying. Um, so, I guess at, a, like, past 11 p.m., uh, he has been known to tell several guests and workers to get out <laughs> late at night. Damn. Um, he also evidently is very fond of ghost tours because when, like, people who lead the ghost tours will go in, he's been mm-hmm. known to flip lights on and off uh, up upon command. He's like, oh, who am I to deny the people a show? Oh, my God. Um on the fourth floor, it's reported that children are heard running and giggling up and down the halls, while room 423 is haunted by a friendly cowboy. Yeehaw! <laughs> um, and he's been known to give ladies a little ghost kiss. Uh, which, on the one hand, is he cute? On the other hand, kind of creepy. I don't think in 2020 that would hold up. <laughs> I think. And they don't know who the ghost cowboy could be because obviously it was Colorado so they had a lot of... Could be anybody. A lot of cowboys come and go and there's no reports of one dying there. Also um, though, what if like he just really had a fun time there and he was like, when I die, I'm going back to the Stanley Hotel and kissing some women for all of eternity. That's true. It's like... You know, I don't live at Disney World, but I guess I'll die. If I die, I'll go back there. <laughs> you're on your deathbed. Give me to Disney World now. Give me to Disney World Sydney, now. you're going to die in like the next five minutes. I don't give a fuck. Give me there f- now. <laughs> scatter my ashes there if you have to. I need to scare some little kids. Get on, on the, the Dumbo Ranch. I'm going to get on the Haunted Mansion ride and just scatter them down on those little animatronic people. <laughs> People come by, they're like, oh, they look a little dusty today. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. The details Disney goes into. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, they don't know who the ghost cowboy is, but evidently he loved to smooch on a bitch. Uh, That ice house out back, which has now been converted to a museum, is haunted by a shy little ghost boy named Billy. Okay. And that's all I know about him is that he's kind of shy. Well, he likes to keep to himself. He's not going around smooching bitches. No, God, no. There's also a pet cemetery on the property where the ghost of Cassie, a golden retriever, um, and I think it's pronounced Comanche, a fluffy white cat, have both been seen. They've been seen in the cemetery, but they've also been seen just kind of like wandering around the hotel. Um, My question, I feel like you said to Google this, but I find it odd that there's a pet cemetery at a hotel. Well, I think that they lived on the property. So like it's when like the, the Stanley's pets or like the owner's pets throughout the years. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Um, And so, you know, when they die, they got to get buried. I know. My hamster's in my backyard. Rip Binks. <laughs> Rip Binks. Uh, I do wonder, though, if uh, this sort of pet cemetery would later influence Stephen, Stephen King's <laughs> novel, The Pet Cemetery. Maybe. 
But there's also an this is now this is interesting to me. There's an underground cave system, like a, mm-hmm. a system of tunnels underneath the hotel. And the tunnels are once used for hotel staff to get around. Mm. Uh, kind of like, I guess, like, so they wouldn't be seen. Yeah. Yeah. We, look, we don't want to see you, okay? God forbid we see a bitch look, take I out the trash. I know you used to work at the hotel or whatever, and you worked at the front desk, but I'm going to go and say it. We don't want to see you. Don't want to see you? I want animatronics like are at that hotel in Japan. Oh, my gosh. Is I it want... Japan? Yes. Right? Okay. There is a ho- <laughs> Everyone listening, this is very important. There is a hotel in... There's actually quite a few of these hotels in Japan, but there's one in particular that the people that work at the front desk are not people. They are dinosaur robots. Yes. And so when you go up, you select what language you want them to speak, and then they, like, walk you through the check-in process. Yes. Again, last week I mentioned that show Dark Tourist on Mm -hmm. Netflix. They go to Japan in one of the episodes, and they go to that hotel... So watch that show. It's got a lot of good stuff on it. But yeah, the oh, dinosaurs wow. are so cute. They got a little like bellboy hats. Yeah, they do. On. They got little bellboy hats. It's actually quite cute. It reminds me of the dinosaur in um, Meet the Robinsons. Yes. The little T-Rex. Yes, with the little short arms. <laughs> but I really want to stay there. And honestly, it's pretty cheap. Like, it's pretty affordable. Maybe it's because they don't have to pay the <laughs> They don't have to the employees. <laughs> yeah. But I do. It's not, They have one that's like right down the street from Disneyland uh tokyo oh so and you know that's on my bucket list oh yeah so everyone wear your mask so i can go to japan in the next few years (laughs) for the love of god so in this underground cave uh it's no longer in service now uh but the cave contains high levels of limestone and quartz which is believed to absorb a great amount of paranormal energy Mm. which you know that could contribute to the overall sort of spookiness of the hotel true if you know anything about crystals i mean i'm getting i'm getting a little bit into it but you know i'm i'm just starting out i don't know too much about it but if you do know a great deal about crystals please message me on instagram and let me know does this theory hold up yeah i would also like to know that Um, you know i got some crystals my tarot cards are currently sitting in a circle of crystals i'm not exactly sure what each of them do but i assume something's better than nothing. (laughs) this is true um i went to a crystal shop recently and i was having a really bad day so anyone that said like good energy or like positivity or anything i was like Fuck it. I'll yes. take it. I'll take, take it all. It. And it's, they will get you. They will get you because you look at a little crystal and they'll be like a dollar or like two dollars or something like that. You're like, oh, that's not too bad. Uh-huh. They say, you know, you spend spending $20 on crystals. I know. I feel that. Brandon calls them rocks. <laughs> Fuck him. Fuck him. Um, but yes, if you know anything about that, please let a hoe know. The tunnel also smells like baked goods for no reason. And so, staff members believe that this comes from a ghost of a former pastry chef that used to live at the hotel. <laughs> because, like, it's underground. There's no kitchen down there. Why yeah. does it always smell like baked goods? I mean, I'm not complaining. No. I'm sure it's delightful. I mean, it could be wor- It could be a lot worse. It could be a lot worse. But that is interesting. Now, today, the hotel has appeared on several paranormal television programs, including Ghost Adventures and Ghost Hunters, and the hotel offers ghost tours where you can even stay in the famous room 217. However, it's often booked up, and for hotel, uh, it requires a reservation that normally is six years out, because people want to stay in it so badly. I don't think I can commit to a hotel room six years from now. (laughs) absolutely not i mean i guess like what's the refund policy on it i don't know yeah like how what like you know like a year out i can get a refund a week out Mm -hmm. i don't know know. but that is the story of the stanley hotel that did influence stephen king to write the shining um there is a lot of theories and controversies about um you know what's believed to go on in the hotel and like especially in the film the shining mm-hmm. there's like a whole documentary on like conspiracies mm-hmm. like about like was the moon landing fake i was what? not i was not gonna get into that, <laughs> that this how is does ju- that have to do with the stanley hotel it has to do with the floor like the carpet patterns and the little boys got a rocket ship on his sweater and That's all a this lot. um but this is I just wanted to give you a very brief overview of what what what's what be going on in the hotel and um 
you know how how it has gotten famous well but uh, another just like kind of unreal i guess it's not unrelated um i had a friend in high school whose uncle was partial owner of the hotel that's odd they he no longer owns it like or owns his shares of yeah it. but yeah that's i'm just weird. gonna i'm just gonna drop that little bit wow. info on you but yeah rich that is... <laughs> but that is the story of the stanley hotel well thank you for that i um i'm gonna be honest i've only watched the shining in part got a little bored and then i got a little scared and i was bored and scared and i really didn't want to finish it yeah also you know stephen king's books they can get long i don't know if that one's a long one i mean pretty much all of his novels are like a thousand pages okay well one that i've been telling a, a bitch not you specifically but any bitch to read for years is called revival okay if anybody has read this book revival it's by stephen king it's very good and it's not that long it's like 300 pages anyways that one's good but with Stephen King books, I usually read, like, half of it, and then I'm like, I get the gist. I'll watch the movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of picky about them, but I do enjoy Carrie. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as films, I enjoy the original one. Oh, the yeah. one that they did in the 2000s. Oh, yeah. They need to issue an apology about that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I do enjoy both adaptations of it. Both are very well oh, done. Yes, I yes. mean, you got the first one um, with Tim Curry. Yes. Fantastic. And then the other one, very well done. It is. The kids in it are the, primo. The, the, the kids make it. Yeah, they do. But. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for that story. You're welcome. It was, it was amazing. And it wasn't too sad or gross. <laughs> Last week's story was really gross. I was actually listening to it and eating and I had to stop eating. So <laughs> if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it because ugh. hi guys i'm macy and i'm jamie and we're the hosts with the most from what lurks in the dark a true crime podcast we are two south louisiana nurses who love all things spooky true crime paranormal cult conspiracies you name it in louisiana and beyond we're on apple spotify stitcher amazon are all the places that you listen to your podcast except pandora it's in the works so grab your weighted blanket and your hot chalky because we're going to talk about what What lurks lurks in in the the dark okay we're back we took a break if you didn't know well i'm just gonna sit back and relax like like uh, you could just talk to me and i'm just gonna sit here and fucking chill do it i dare you to (laughs) okay so now my story this week i'm doing something that i've talked about on the podcast before if you've listened to our first weird wednesday episode if you haven't you can go back and listen or not it doesn't really matter we can't tell you what to do i mean we can but we can't make you do something so i talked about this hotel it's called the marshall house it's in savannah georgia now the reason that i came back to it is because sometimes like you know when you have like memories from a while ago Sometimes you maybe think you just made some of it up. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to be full honest with y'all, I told you that's my haunted experience at this haunted hotel. But I told it and I honestly couldn't remember if it was all true. I just was really good at telling the story at this point. Yeah, it's also one of those things when you find out about something and then you do research, you're not sure if you've convinced yourself that something happened because of the research. So, I remember researching it, and I knew for sure what happened. And I know what happened to me was real, but then I thought that I convinced myself that I had found research to support said findings. Well, it was true, okay? I have supported my story with facts and evidence, and so I'm going to tell you about it now, okay? I'm ready. So, my sources, marshallhouse.com, ghostcitytours.com, ghostsavannah.com, and... Also, TripAdvisor. I just thought. Yeah, you shitted on me for having (laughs) Hotels.com last week. Well, this one is actually a little bit weirder because I just wanted to give you, right up top, I'm going to give you, this is how TripAdvisor describes the Marshall House. Like, if you're going and looking up this hotel, this is what it's going to tell you. The Marshall House, voted best of the best in Savannah. One of the most unique hotels in Savannah. The hotel's 68 guest rooms offer an authentic, historic Savannah experience with modern conveniences. Coastal Living Magazine named the Marshall House among its top 20 favorite lodgings. The Travel Channel featured the, featured the Marshall House on its Great Hotels program, and Expedia awarded the hotel with the Expedia Select Honor, winner of multiple Best of Savannah Awards, 
located on Broughton Street amid great shopping and dining. So this sounds like a wonderful place. It does. I want to hear, when you said TripAdvisor, though, I thought maybe you were going to read, like, some reviews. And people were well, going to be like, this whole hotel stinks. The, well, the it reviews. reeks of dead bodies. Honestly. So the reviews are, like, they have, like, 4.5 stars, which I feel like is pretty good. So, like, mm-hmm. people like this hotel. And if you heard my account of it, you know that I did not enjoy she said hotel. She did not hotel. enjoy it. It was pretty, but that was about it. And, yes, it is amid great shopping and dining. It is near the great... Paula Deen restaurant. Oh, man. Uh, my dad waited for three hours while we were there to get us a table, and I'm gonna say it was not worth it. Well. But when, I didn't have to wait, so. When I went, we went with Girl Scouts, and so we had, like, the whole basement to ourselves, uh, and I will say, we did not have to wait three hours, uh, but it was pretty good. Uh, they have bomb beef stroganoff, and they also put mint leaves in the sweet tea, um, which I thought was fancy at the time. Now I'm, I'm, I'm more refined now. And I was like, that really Are wasn't that you? fancy. No. So it's also it is bu- for Paula Deen. This was also before her scandal. So yeah, we were all very, we were all very I do not ignorant. stand Paula Deen. Mm-mm. Also, um, what's her obsession with butter? Like, I understand that, like, that was kind of funny, like, back in the early 2000s. Like, she puts butter on everything. But, like, I recently went to, uh, like, a, I went to the Paula Deen gift shop in Myrtle Beach and walked oh, around. Yeah. It ain't nothing but, like, butter-themed items. Or, like, she also has, like, a, a weird obsession with bees. Like, Savannah Honey. Okay. Um, so, it's just all, like, bees and butter. Bees, I- butters, and bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know the... Obs- I don't understand the obsession with butter. I'm just picturing that picturing that Mimi where she's riding on a stick of butter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, we're not talking about Polity. We're talking about the Marshall House. So, it was built in 1851 by Mary Marshall. Her father, Gabriel Lever, a 19th century cabinet maker, bought some property on Broughton Street, where the hotel's located, and passed it on to his daughter after he died. And so, she decided to build a hotel on the site, and according to architectural historians, it is considered one of the finest structures to be built in Savannah. It was alright. The floors were a little creaky and crooked when I was there, but... Whatever, I guess it's like 100-some years old. 200 almost. I don't know, I can't do math. Not quite. It's older than me. (laughs) Much older than you. Um, And then in 1857, Ralph Meldrum built their the Iron Veranda, which is on the front of the property. And this is one of its signature features now. And so it's just like this little, it looks like a big iron balcony. I don't know if some rooms can get to it, but it's not like split in half. So I think it's just, I think it's just for looks. It probably used to be have a purpose. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You probably go stand on it now and that whole bitch falls. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in 1959, after being repainted, renovated, and refurbished, the hotel reopened to the public. So I guess it closed when they were getting all this shit together and then it reopened. Um, however... It closed to the public because in 1864 to 1865, so it reopened, Uh now it's closing again. This is kind of a theme. It reopens, recloses, reopens, closes, closes, whatever. It's closed to the public at this point because it's 1864 and 1865. There was no employment, like, security. No, no. Just better go work at the Holiday Inn next door. Well, look, it it closed at this point because it's World War II. No, excuse me. (laughs) It's not World War II. It's the Civil War. <laughs> okay. It's 1864, people. 1865. The hotel was used by Union troops as a hospital for wounded soldiers um, until the end of the Civil War. So they had to close it because, you know, they need freaking hospital, more hospital space. Um, and so in 1880, an adjoining building was added, like, into the hotel to increase its size. And then in 1895, it closed again to the public. So it reopened, then it closed again. Damn. In 1933, Herbert W. Gilbert leased the building and changed the name of it to the Gilbert Hotel. Then in 1957, at this point, it's 106 at this point, um, they closed it again uh, so they could do um, a lot of alterations. And then it opened again. And then it closed again. (laughs) And then in 1998, more renovations were done because I guess the ones in the 1950s weren't good enough. And then finally, in 1999, after being fully restored, and at this point, back to its original name, the Marshall House, 
It was open once again to the public as a luxury hotel. So she's been through it. She's been open and closed and open and closed. She's open now. I don't know if forever, but she's open now. So, during the renovations in the 1990s is when shit really started to pop off. With all the ghosties and paranormal stuff. So when they renovated, the workers made a discovery in one of the downstairs rooms. Some of the floorboards were rotted and they needed to be replaced. Because, I mean, it's an old hotel. Mm -hmm. So, when they pried up the floors, they found human remains and a lot of them. And at this point, the workers had to call the authorities because they thought it was a crime scene. They Mm -hmm. thought it was, like, a murder scene. Um, But the odd thing was... Could you imagine if they were like, meh? Yeah. Fuck it. Throw them away. Just leave them down there. Just put some new floorboards. Put some floor back on top of it. Put some shiplap on that. <laughs> God. And so the odd thing was, they weren't finding full bodies. It was just random hands, feet, Ooh. arms, legs. And it said there were about three dozen altogether. So, but you know, none of it made a body. Just random. But the test revealed that these body parts actually dated back to the Civil War era. That's what I was going to say, like people getting amputated. Yeah, confirming that they were from the time when the Union Army occupied the hotel. From, yes, amputations and such. And I said it made sense that these were in the downstairs of the hotel because that's where the surgeries took place and where they did most of the amputations. And at this time... Amputations, I'm just going to tell you a little bit. This just really got me. Since amputations were performed in obviously much worse conditions, basically it said the soldier would just be given a small amount of liquor held down <laughs> by a strong male nurse. And the doctor, this part's, oh, they would saw off the limb and then pack it with sawdust or lint. And it said that each procedure only took about a few minutes. I just can't imagine them having like a fucking bag of sawdust <laughs> just shoving that shit in your open armhole. I just think my allergies would just be, be really be yeah. sneezing and coughing. Also, I'm like lint. What do they mean? Like dry lint? <laughs> I guess. Like where do you just like purchase lint? What does that mean? I don't know, like, just, like, shreds of fabric? I don't know. I don't know. It's gross. I don't want to know They just, like, it. collected, like, dust from the corners of the room. I have no idea. Oh. Um, and so, apparently, when they would do these amputations, the limbs were starting to pile up because there was a lot of them. And so, they figured out a quick and easy way to get rid of the limbs was just to lift up the floor and put them up under there. <laughs> you just get rid of them real quick. They Nobody quite literally swept it under the rug. <laughs> they did. And so, there were several, like, groupings of these limbs that were found, and they said it was probably because, like, each day when the surgeons would do their amputations, they would bundle them all in, like, one spot, and then I guess they would just choose another spot the next day. And, like I said, this hotel was open and closed, open and closed for, like, years, Mm -hmm. even after the Civil War, and they were not, these body parts weren't found until 1999, so, could you imagine they've been there with these hotel guests for God knows how long? At least a hundred years. Yeah. Lord have mercy. It's pretty bad. And so, the room where the body parts were found actually became the manager's office <laughs> in the hotel. <laughs> and apparently, when the body parts were removed is when the strange norm, the strange noises and paranormal happenings started. So, I guess disturbing these body parts is what really ramped it up. And so, just before the hotel opened, reopened in 1999 was when the staff began to report strange odors in rooms 214, 314, and 414. They tried everything to get rid of the smell. They used deodorizers and even something called an ozone machine. Yes. Um, so, an ozone machine. I'm familiar with this. Mm-hmm. I've no, worked not. in the hospitality <laughs> industry. The ozone machine is, like, if you smoke in a room uh-huh. or, like just like make it really nasty they basically they put this machine in and it's supposed to like get all of the smells and it actually helps to like purify the air so mm. a lot of hotels are using that right now for corona oh. so if you stay in a room chances are i think it's actually a requirement they put an ozone machine in the room for about 20 minutes and it helps to purify the air um so that it can mm. be resold to someone else but that is why uh, whenever you smoke in a room and you're not supposed to, you will probably receive like a $200 fine mm. because we have to basically air it out and put this machine in there. Well, unfortunately, 
the ozone machine was not working. Damn the it. The stank was still Get there. Get another one. The Put two in there. The stank was still there. And I have smelled the stank in this hotel. And let me tell you, it stank. Have they tried Febreze? I'm, I, well, a deodorizer, I think, may fall under Febreze. But Febreze just masked that smell. I don't care what <laughs> their advertisements say. And don't get it away. So, they decided they were going to try something else because this isn't working. And what else they were going to try is a group prayer. And apparently it worked. In rooms 214 and 314. But in room 414, they still described the room to have a really negative and menacing aura. And so the staff members couldn't even really remain long enough in the room to do the praying because they would get like freaked out and stanky. I don't blame them. So they eventually decided that maybe a good idea was they're just going to play really loud gospel music in that room to get rid of the bad vibes and the smell. And apparently that worked. Um, however, the bad odor, which some guests describe as rotting flesh, I agree, it does smell like rotting flesh. I, I fucking smelt it. It's like one of those things that like you don't know what rotting flesh smells like, but, you you, smell but it. you're like, well, that's gotta be it. Because when we were there, it kind of smelled like poop, but it wasn't poop. And I was like, I know this isn't poop. I haven't pooped. <laughs> so, <laughs> come on now. Also, I mean, it makes sense that you're smelling rotting flesh because there's literally rotting flesh all over in that hotel when it was civil war hospital yeah even my father agreed that he thinks you know the civil war people were trying to make us like smell like how it smelled back then mm-hmm. um so maybe they can't help it they probably can't i mean i mean they just stink you they ain't got no baths even though they can t- they could use my shower i don't care <laughs> and so the smell still does exist today even though they thought at one time they got rid of it and in room 414 the staff still play music to keep the odor and menacing vibes away and yes, I cannot remember what room we stayed in, but we came back to our room one day and there was loud ass gospel music playing and we stayed in a stanky room. So look, and the vibes were off. I know I was only like 13, but I could feel the vibes and it was off. What kind of gospel music was it? Was it like kind of like that old know. Southern gospel? Yeah, it was. And it was really, really loud. So, and it was like during the middle of the day, it was like, you know how you leave in the morning and then like the housekeeping comes in and like makes your bed and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was after that. And so I don't know if they just like forgot to turn the music off or they were trying to really do us a solid. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I mean, cause it might've smelled bad when they went in there because it's, it like smelled bad in spurts while we stayed there. Yeah. Maybe they just figured might as well leave it on for the next little bit. You know, maybe they're going to work the other rooms on the floor. Maybe. Like, Let's just. Maybe. Um, so, along with this, like, stank smell, amputee soldiers are seen walking around the hotel, and one has been seen in the lobby um, with his missing arm in his hand, begging the guests to help him find a surgeon, because I guess he wants his arm, like, reattached. I don't blame him. I mean, if I saw that in the lobby, though, I'd be like, thank you, I don't care how much money I paid to be here, I will leave immediately. Um, some guests also report that the old operating room, where the old operating room was, mm-hmm. or whatever, that they have seen doctors actually treating soldiers. So I guess like an apparition. Oh. And they've felt somebody grab onto their wrist like it's a nurse trying to check your pulse. Which I'm like, honey, I'm fine. I'm not dead. You are. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I have an Apple Watch that tells me what my blood pressure is. Honestly. And people have also reported that they feel a chilling sensation on their forehead, like when they're sleeping, which wakes them up. And it's as if somebody is placing their hand on your forehead to see if you have like a fever. Well, I was wondering, also like a cold compress? Uh-huh. And so they think the nurse is like hanging out here trying to trying to help people out. I appreciate her. I don't. (laughs) Um, A guest also said that they saw a shadowy figure of a man dressed like a soldier with a small boy and that they yelled at her to get out of my room. Um, So she was freaked out and she immediately left. I don't blame her. I'd have been like, well, goodbye. Goodbye. I didn't want to stay here anyways. I can go to the freaking Paladine restaurant some other time. (laughs) And so, along with seeing and smelling the soldiers in the hotel, there's also, which I don't really know where these come from, but I feel like this is always in a hotel, and I heard these bitches, are noisy ghost children that roam the halls. There's always noisy ghost children in every hotel. I know, there is. I don't know. Satan probably just says, go on now. Go on now. Go do your job. 
God, fuck them kids. And so there's a lot of accounts of apparitions of small children and the sound of crying babies in the hotel, which no, thank you. Um, Sometimes these children are seen skipping and running down the hall and playing games and they get pretty noisy. Uh, apparently, they like to play marbles and rubber balls <laughs> because many guests report to hear like the balls running down the hallway at night and the halls are like old wood. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently, they like to play. Oh, I just said that. Sorry. A guest named Christopher recalls that he and his fiance stayed in the hotel and quote, that night, laying in bed and watching TV, we heard. Uh, what we assumed were families out in the hall. It sounded like a lot of children running around and people talking very loudly, which was odd for 2 a.m. However, when I looked, there wasn't anyone there. We heard the same sounds intermittently until we fell asleep. I wouldn't call the experience scary, just weird. So, they heard those children out there in the hall. Look, there wasn't nobody there. Well, that would have freaked me out. I would have immediately left. I would call it scary, personally. I would, call, I would probably call the front desk and be like, tell them bitches on the fourth floor to shut the hell up. Honestly, when we would hear the kids, we would hear it really, really early in the morning. And so then, but I never really saw, like, any children that would be like that. And, like, when I'm talking early in the morning, I'm talking, like, 4 a.m., mm-hmm. not, like, you know, 8 o'clock in the morning. So, yeah, them kids fucking loud. I don't know if I heard their marbles, per se. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't, I don't, I mean, it is weird, but it's also a little scary. Mm-hmm. Also, ghost, kill, ghost children are scary. Um, in another story, a boy and his mom were staying in the hotel when the boy came out of the bathroom crying. And the mom was like, what happened? And he said, a, the boy bit me. Oh, shit. She was confused. And he said that he was playing with a little boy in the bathroom. And then it bit him. And the mother went to the bathroom and there was nothing there. But there was a bite mark on the sun. And it was a place where it would have been impossible for him to, like, bite himself. Mm-hmm. And it was apparently really bad and left, like, bruises Ooh. on him. So, uh, yeah. Hope the, he's got his shots. For real. What do ghost children carry? Like, I don't know. Tetanus? Tetanus? <laughs> rabies? <laughs> Did you do have a rabies shot? They're like dogs. But yeah, that was odd. Which, you know, that supports my theory of uh, hell children. Devil says, go on over there, bite that, bite that kid. Bite if you don't like kid. what he's doing, if he comes into your bathroom, just bite it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, another, or other guests had an encounter in which they had been awoken several times during the night with a gentle tickling sensation oh. on his feet. I don't like that. And in his sleepy state, he said he assumed that the comforter was just kind of like falling off. Or something, but the last time it happened, he looked, and when he looked, he saw a little girl tickling his feet, and apparently she just smiled and vanished. I would have to immediately die. And I wrote, WTF, kids are so creepy. Now, this is something kind of weird. So, obviously, we went to NC State, go pack, um, <laughs> but... I guess it was a few years before we got there. There was this issue where the, there was a person that would come and tickle people's yes. feet. In the library? No, this was... In, oh. So, um, <laughs> for those of you who aren't familiar with NC State, there's a few dorms on campus that are the freshman dorms. It's Tucker and Owen Hall. And they're hall style. And it's like one of those dorms that nobody locks their doors because it's like super fun. And that's where everybody parties. Like, you know what I mean? Like... No one locks their doors. Well, evidently, there was a guy that would go around on campus and would search for unlocked doors. And people would wake up in the night to see this guy, like, either tickling, like, the backs of their legs or their feet. And then they would wake up and they'd be like, what the fuck? And then he would just run away. No. God, no. I feel like I've heard of him. Did they catch him? You know, I don't know. This seems like... But I'm like, people, lock your fucking door. Oh, yeah. I always locked my... When I went to sleep, like, my door was mostly unlocked. Yeah, mine was, like, unlocked, like, during the day. When I go to sleep... No. No, thank you. Mm -mm. Because one time... Because once you're in the building, you're in, you can get anywhere. One time, me and, you know, our friend Polly we've mentioned before, some man was walking down our hall, and he asked if he could come into our room. And so we said, yeah, sure, I guess. (laughs) Why did you say that? I don't know. We thought he needed something. And he comes in there, and there's, like, one little teeny tiny window. And you clearly cannot see the skyline of Raleigh from this window. And he said, once he, like, kind of stepped in the door, he goes... 
can I look out your window to see if I can see like the skyline of Raleigh? We're like, yeah, sure, go ahead. And we thought he like lived on our floor or something. Like he was a guy. Was he like older or was he younger? Well, he was definitely a student. And so he comes in and looks out the window and then he goes, oh yeah, I can't see it. Then he left, and I assumed he lived, like, in our hall, so I thought he was just going to walk across the hall to his room. He fucking left the building. I don't know. I don't know what that was about. That was so weird. So, yeah, don't let people into your dorm room if you are a new freshman in college or whatever. Don't let people into your dorm room if you do not know them. There's a difference between, like, the first week you're there and just, like, you prop your door open hoping you'll make a friend. Yeah. And there's a difference between, like, you're six months into college and you're still doing this bullshit. Look, I know you can create a false sense of security in college because I most definitely had that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and I still have it, even though we live in Raleigh and, you know, I probably shouldn't just be walking around willy-nilly throwing cash into the street. <laughs> Are you often throwing cash into <laughs> the street? No. Yeah. Be careful. Be careful, people. Keep yourself safe. <laughs> okay. Anyways, these ghosts have no boundaries. If you have a ghost in your dorm room, I'm sorry, you can't keep them out. They can walk through walls. Um, and some more haunted, ho- like, things in the hotel include, these are just, like, general hauntings, you know, you think about. Faucets turning on and off. Lights that flicker for no reason. Toilets suddenly overflowing for no reason. Ugh. I mean, maybe people <laughs> just say that. It sounds it like something I would say. just the old plumbing. I'd, like, clog up that toilet and I'd be like, it's overflowing for no reason. I'd be like, ma'am, there's a turd floating in the <laughs> Did you flush a tampon? I don't know. I don't go out there. Um, Disembodied voices that echo throughout the halls. Saying it all just in general. Hotel spooky stuff. Um, And on the fourth floor, specifically in the hallway, it said that um, in the early morning, there are sounds of heavy objects crashing to the ground. And doorknobs to the rooms will jiggle as if somebody's trying to get in. Mm -hmm. Which, no thank you. I'm calling the police. Also, in the lobby, there's a painting of Mary Marshall, who's the original owner of the hotel. And it was painted painted in 1830 by Peter Lawrence. And one day, a little girl was at the hotel with her dad and pointed to the picture of the painting and told her father that she had seen that lady walking in the hallway. And how, if I was her dad, I'd be like, honey, just pack it up. Just, I'm gonna leave you here, and I'm gonna leave. Throw the whole child away. And so, this... Well, I'm going to read you an account of some, like, an anonymous guest who stayed at the hotel and they shared their account. A contrib advisor? Yeah, kind of. And this kind of sums up, like, almost exactly, like, what happened when I was there. So, this is the person said. I never got much sleep while we were there. I always felt very uneasy and utterly creeped out. At night, my guts could not rest. Same, honey. Don't know if it was that polydine Probably food. just, <laughs> probably just your guts just gurgling. That's my yeah. guts constantly. Sorry. Sorry, y'all. Lord, I always eat, like, shit on vacation. I know. And my bathroom bathroom schedule is always (laughs) thrown off, so I definitely understand my guts just gurgling. God. And so they said they did hear some strange noises noises in the hall late at night around 3 a.m. or so that sounded like a hard rubber ball rolling um, along the hallway and bouncing. And she also said that they heard, like, a marble rolling and bouncing very loud crash in the hall at 3 a.m.-ish. Almost like a, she said, almost like a body falling and hitting the floor and nobody was out there. We also heard what sounded like walking around um, the floor above us, but there was only a roof. Um, Also, very unnerving feeling of being touched while in bed when I was completely awake. Now, I didn't feel the touching. If I felt that, I would have just died immediately. immediately and called the police. Yeah. Um, She said, touched on the inside of my lower leg slash ankle and buttock area oh so i don't know if that was that little girl tickling her or what well if it is that little girl's a perv honestly and this made me nearly jump out of bed more than once obviously obviously grab an ass um on the last night we stayed there we noticed a strange smell in the room and in the bathroom and we can find no source it almost smelled like burned flesh smell combined with slight sewery odor so like i said poop but not poop would like to hear my neighbors are evidently (laughs) upset fucking yelling and so this person said that they would like to hear from more people who have stayed here and had experiences too bad they were anonymous because i'd be like honey i've i have it i've seen it i've smelt it 
Um, Listen to our podcast. So, if you were wondering and wanted to stay in the Marshall House today, it would cost you only around like 120 to 240 a night, which I'm like, I don't think that's that bad. It's like mo- like it's like average to moderate. Yeah, and I feel like for a nice, it's in a nice spot in Savannah, mm-hmm. and it's also like supposed to be one of their like you know hot ticket items. And I said, you know, it really isn't a bad price if you don't mind ghost harassment. Mm-hmm. I think I'd personally rather just go stay in like a Holiday Inn. Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously a hoe for Hilton. Got got to get those Hilton honors points. The last time I went to Savannah, me and Brandon stayed in a very odd hotel that was, like, probably not in the best spot in Savannah, but the hotel itself was, like, nice. Like, mm-hmm. really nice, but it was, like, a little boutique hotel is oh, how they yeah. described it. But it was only, like, 50 bucks a night, so I really couldn't complain. Boutique, that just means they didn't they don't have everything matching. They're like, $50, <laughs> yeah, we got this comforter from JCPenney's. And you could also bring your dogs. I didn't have my dog with me, but you could bring dogs. That's kind of nice. Um, and so, the Marshall House, they wear their haunted history with pride. They display it prominently on their website, like, on their main page. They're like, we're haunted, come stay here. I mean, you might as well, because you gotta market it somehow. True. Also, because Savannah is one of those towns that is so haunted, it's very similar to, like, Charleston or New Orleans. So, yeah. like, you know. People people seek that out. Yeah. They do market their ghost as friendly. So, you know, makes people want to come. But I'm like, you're not going to mark them at a shitty. Yeah, we only have asshole ghosts. So, anyways, that is the Marshall House. And this was me making sure that I was not giving you fake news in another episode. But also, I just find it fascinating that it was an old hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and that body parts were found because that's just terrible. And I don't feel like most people, if I have to, like, tell people about this hotel, like, I'll be like, I stayed here. They're like, great. Never heard of it. Mm-hmm. But but I, now you have. Now you have. Well, I will never stay there. I actually told Brandon that I would actually kind of want to go stay there again now because I'll be prepared. I'll be prepared mm-hmm. this time. And I'm not 13 anymore. Yeah. <laughs> She's not 13 anymore. Um, I would definitely go and visit it, but I don't think I would stay uh, but I would, like, you know, did you say they have a restaurant? Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like to go and walk like around. Uh, but I don't think I would stay. Actually, though, you know, I said that me and Brandon visit. When we went to Savannah, we went to look in it. And when I got back in there, it really freaked me out again. So maybe actually I wouldn't want to stay there again. I think I'm more likely to stay at the Stanley Hotel. Uh, because I just feel like those ghosts, they don't, they're not doing anything creepy. Which, I'm they, got, yeah. they got a ghost dog. You know, that one bitch might blow you through the floor. <laughs> She's yet to do it. I also, have... we know I'm not going to commit to a six-year reservation for 217. No. God, no. They have, a, they have a fuck ton of rooms. I'll just pick a random one. I've stayed at other haunted hotels, too. Like, I've stayed at the Mills House in Charleston, which is one of their famous haunted hotels. Mm-hmm. I've stayed there, like, two or three times, and I've never had anything happen there. Yeah. Um, but it usually happens there on, like, one specific floor. Mm-hmm. There'd be people knocking on the door. Nope. But I'd like to stay there again. It's pink. It's real cute. Anyway, I like Charleston better than Savannah, though. Sorry, y'all. I also like Charleston better than Savannah. The food, delicious. Pugin's Porch. Haunted restaurant, haunted by a little doggo. Mm-hmm. Kind of cute. Good-ass food. They got... The, I like the fountains. They have these fountains in uh, Charleston. The pineapple you, one. Yeah, you can go and, like... Basically, you can swim in the fountains. So if you I ever, used to when I was little. So if you've ever uh, watched the Friends intro and you're like, I'd love to swim in a fountain, you can. Mm-hmm. Get your little kid out there. Throw him in a little bathing suit. A little chunky kid like me. Yeah. Give him something to do. Anyways. Also, it's nice because it's hot as fuck in Charleston in the summer. So, you know, kind of get cooled off. But. That was my story. Thanks well, for listening. I, you're welcome. Thank you for, you know, clarifying that you're not as insane as I once thought you were. Thanks. I mean, you're still insane, but. True. Not about this particular thing. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We have not gotten a bad review yet. <laughs> Please don't be the first. Please though. don't be the first. Um, if there's anything that you want us to... Hey, and if you're like you're thinking, maybe I should write a shitty review. Please don't. Instead, <laughs> please email us at thisisgonnasoundweird at gmail.com and tell us what we did wrong so that we can improve. 
And while you're sending us that, go ahead and just send a story on over. Mm-hmm. One of your weird stories. We'll you... read it on the podcast. If we read your story on the podcast, you'll receive a free sticker. If you want Shit's to be... free. Yeah, if you want to be anonymous, let us know. Let a hoe know. Well, if you have any preferred pronouns, we'd love to for you to clarify that. We don't want to insult or offend. No. Yeah, please tell us. Tell us everything about yourself, Please actually. give us your social security number. Your address. And um, the credit card you'd prefer us to <laughs> Charge commit. your sticker to. <laughs> Charge the postage for your sticker i'm just kidding no just i've purchased the listen, postage listen i'm moving and so you know i got some i got some furniture i'd like to buy so if you could just send me your credit card information <laughs> i'd love to I'd love to take some money off your hands uh also follow us on instagram at gonna sound weird pod or follow us on twitter at gonna sound weird we post things sometimes sometimes um and we have a facebook group yes please join our facebook group if you've got any fun uh you know memes that you want to share if you've got any creepy you know cases that you want to discuss yeah we can have like an actual discussion in there i promise it doesn't all have to be funny memes yeah i mean right now it is funny memes but if you're like listen this case is popping off or popped off in the past i want to talk about it we'll get up in there i love to talk about shit and next week, our episode is... It's uh, what got you interested in true crime. True. So whatever sort of case or th- something that really sparked your interest as a young child, I want to hear it. I distinctly, I think, remember mine. Um, and it, it shook me to the core. So I'm ready to talk about it. I think mine is probably going to be a little bit different than what you're taking it as. Because I don't remember... I'll, you know what? You'll figure it out next week. Don't ask me any more questions. God, I can I can feel it coming at me through your eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take any more of your time. So we will see you next week. New episodes every Friday. And, and goodbye. Bye.